Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 37. And today, I have got my NFL Draft preview. The NFL Draft is this Thursday at 8 p.m. I'm really excited to see where some of these top guys fall. As a New York Giants fan, we are at 11. I'm really excited to see who we are going to get. So we're just going to hop straight into this episode. I've got quarterback rankings, who I think the Giants need and who I think we're going to pick. And then I have the first 15 picks of my mock draft. I only did 15 because I didn't uh, really know the guys that towards the bottom of the first round. Plus, this, the, the first half of this draft is going to be really, really exciting with all of these quarterbacks. And uh, I will plan uh, in the next couple of days of doing a UNC-specific uh, episode uh, talking about the top five UNC prospects with uh, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Daz Newsome, Deami Brown, and Chaz Surratt. So I wanted to do an episode individually on those guys. Uh, that'll probably come out tomorrow or Thursday, definitely before uh, the draft. Uh, without further ado, let's just hop straight into it. So I'm going to start with my quarterback rankings. So we have the five quarterbacks that have been the talk of the town the past two, three weeks. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. Now, obviously, at number one, I'm rocking with Trevor Lawrence. He's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. He has such a high ceiling, great arm, great accuracy, and this guy's going to be a star. I don't think anyone has any doubt that he uh, is is going to go number. Uh, he's not going to go number one. He's locked in to go to Jacksonville 1,000 uh, percent, and I really like the fit there uh, with Urban Meyer. And I'll obviously talk about that a little later uh, with my mock draft. But Lawrence is the clear cut number one. Now for number two, this is where people have started to split paths. They, I mean, some people are, are very high on Zach Wilson. Some people like Justin Fields. And I'm going with Justin Fields for number two. I am so high on Justin Fields. I am sold. Seeing that Clemson game, 385 yards, six touchdowns with broken ribs essentially. It was just such a gutsy performance. That's exactly what you want from a quarterback. He's so athletic and dynamic. He's a great dual threat quarterback. He can throw really, really well on the run. I think he has a better deep ball than people give him credit for uh, as well. Um, I think his accuracy definitely needs to improve, uh, definitely with the short and medium game. We saw a couple games this year where he threw some interceptions, mainly against Indiana and Northwestern, but he bounced back in that Clemson game. I mean, that was such a huge game for him. And that makes me question, why is he so low on people's draft boards? Some people have him as low as the fifth quarterback um, on their board, and it, it kind of confuses me. Why are these teams not high on Justin Fields? What are they seeing that I'm not? Uh, his pro days look really good. Um, but I, I have Fields at, at two, and I, I've had him at two since uh, the college football season. At number three, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. People are comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, some of the throws that he made at his pro day. And I, I question why, because we haven't really seen much of him in game. Um, his competition was very, very weak, and that's a level of concern uh, for me. Uh, he even lost to Coastal Carolina, a very good team, albeit, but that's not a Power Five, uh, Power Five team. Uh, and I'm just not convinced he's better than Justin Fields. Uh, it, it's been rumored that he's going to the Jets at two, and that's kind of been penciled in. Uh, I know he's a great athlete, really strong arm, and you know, obviously the pro days are really good, but I don't see in any way how he is better or has more potential than Justin Fields. But I definitely have him at the number three. I like him as a player. I just want to see more of him because he was at BYU. He did not get the same level of exposure. And obviously, the level of competition was a little worse. At number four, I've got Trey Lance. A really strong arm and really athletic. I think he's going to be a fantastic dual threat quarterback. 
Uh, I think the biggest question with him is that uh, he has a, a much uh, less experience. Uh, he has a lack of experience compared to the other players. Only played one game last season due to North Dakota State University not really having a season. They only had like a one-game showcase for him. Um, so he's, he's a bit of an unknown and a wild card. You're just going off of potential. There really isn't much tape to go, go off of uh, in the past year. Um, but in terms of potential, he's got a lot of it. Um, I think he has all the intangibles to be a great quarterback. Uh, it was at this time last year or after the draft where his name was popping up as the third day behind Fields uh, and Lawrence. Um, so I think a team could take a shot on Trey Lance. I'd be really excited to see where he goes. Uh, he's one of the, aside from Fields, I'm actually the most intrigued uh, in Trey Lance just because um, of how good he could be. But we just don't know yet because we haven't seen much of him. And then at number five, I have Mac Jones. Now, I'm just going to say this before I get into my spiel about Mac Jones. He's a good quarterback. What he did at Alabama the, this last year was just spectacular. Winning the national championship, he was really good throughout the season. You know, good accuracy, made the right decisions, really intelligent quarterback. But I just don't see it. I don't see how this guy is being talked about going number three overall. I don't understand it. He's very average at a lot of things. Very average athletically. Mobility, you're not going to be able to run anything for him. He's going to be a statue back there in the pocket. And we see how non-mobile quarterbacks struggle uh, in today's day and age if your name is not Tom Brady. He's just, I just don't see him as a difference maker. If you're drafting number three San Francisco, you want to draft a guy who is going to raise your ceiling to take you over the top. Does Mac Jones do that? I don't know if Mac Jones is that guy to... What will he do differently than Jimmy G already does? I don't know if he's the guy. I'm just not sold. Also, he was surrounded by all-American talent at Alabama. I know Jalen Waddle was injured, but you had Devonta Smith, who won the Heisman over Jones for a reason. You had Najee Harris, uh, going to be a first-round running back. Really good offensive line. What's different between his situation and Justin Fields? People were docking Justin Fields because, oh, he only throws to his first read. He's in the Ryan Day offense. He's at Ohio State. How is that different than Max Jones? He's at Alabama, you know, one of the biggest powerhouses in college football with Nick Saban. He had first first-round talent all around him. Some, some of Alabama's plays are just screen passes, short passes that receivers take 40 yards because they're just better than everyone else. But Justin Fields is getting docked for making the right read because his receiver is getting open. It's the same thing. But Justin Fields is getting docked, and Mac Jones isn't. I don't know why. Justin Fields is going to be a way better quarterback than Mac Jones ever will be in the NFL. I know that's a bold statement to make right off the rip before any of them get into the league. But Mac Jones just is not going to be a great quarterback in this league. I don't see it. He can be a good quarterback, but if you're drafting at three, you're going for greatness. You're going for an MVP. What does Mac Jones bring that is MVP caliber? Every quarterback's gonna. Every good quarterback is going to become accurate. 
what else do you bring to the table? And I don't think you bring as much else to the table. I know I'm being harsh right now on Mac Jones, but I've seen people talk about him for weeks on ESPN, and I just personally don't get it. I saw him in the national championship game, saw him against Notre Dame, and hey, he's good. He's a good quarterback, but he's not number three overall worthy, and he's definitely not better than any of the four guys I mentioned before. With that being said, though, he is going to be at my fifth spot on the quarterback rankings. He does have some good potential. Obviously, like I said, accuracy is really good. And he, I think uh, people like the way he carries himself. Very intelligent. He's going to work hard. But, um, man, if he really goes to San Francisco, I'm going to be a, a little disappointed and shocked. So now let's head to the New York Giants. As a Giants fan, you know, last year it, it was an up and not even an up and down year. It was just a year of... Hey, this team is getting a little better. Started off one and seven, finished uh, six and ten. Uh, you know, one game away from making the playoffs, um, which would have been nice. But now we're in the uh, we have the eleventh pick in the draft, and we have a lot of needs in my opinion. Uh, first need, which has been the need for the past decade, offensive line. If we got any good offensive linemen towards the top of the draft, uh, I would be really happy with that at eleven. Uh, I think D end. Uh, we need a really we need a premier edge rusher. Problem is, I don't think there is one at eleven uh, that is worth taking there. I've seen uh, I've seen Gregory Rousseau uh, towards the top there um, uh, for the Giants to take, but I, I think he's more of a of a later first round selection from what I've seen from the mocks. Um, I think linebacker is a big need. Uh, obviously, you got Micah Parsons there, and then the linebacker out of Notre Dame who won the Buckus Award. I think both of those guys are very intriguing. Um, wide receiver. You know, we did get Galladay. Still have Shepard, Slayton. Um, but I think another wide receiver could do do uh, us, us well by any uh, – I mean, it'll help Jan Daniel Jones out in a lot of ways. Uh, this is a make-or-break year for the Giants. Make-or-break year for Jones, for Dave Gettleman, Saquon Barkley, that whole offense. And, you know, why not surround him with the top top uh, premier talent? Uh, it'll be either Waddle or Smith out of Alabama. Um, so either of those guys uh, would be good. And, and then lastly, I think getting a cornerback uh, wouldn't hurt either. Uh, I, I'm, I really like... Uh, Patrick Sertain the second out of Alabama. I think J.C. Horn is also really good. Uh, although I don't think uh, if Horn was if Sertain was not there and Horn was there, I don't think we would go with Horn. I think it's probably Sertain or nothing at the cornerback position for where we are. Um, so in terms of guys that I want, uh, Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. I think he uh, is one of the guys I would really want. Uh, top offensive lineman from. Uh, Northwestern, like I said, and you know I've seen some good uh, things from him from, from the scouting reports. We're not going to be in a position to get Penny Sewell uh, out of Oregon, so he's probably the next best guy. Um, Devonta Smith or Waddle, I think if either of them are there, you have to take a shot at one of them uh, if Slater is gone. I think Slater's probably the number one um, priority because you got to get this offensive line boosted. Got to get some protection for Daniel Jones. Uh, like I said, Micah Parsons is really intriguing. Sat out at Penn State this past year, uh, but he's definitely the best linebacker in the draft. And uh, Sertain the second is another uh, intriguing one. So that leads me to my 2021 NFL mock draft. Picks 1 through 15. Here we go. I'll be back in a few moments to get those picks to you. All right, I'm back on 125 unfiltered, and I've got the NFL mock draft picks one through 15. I'm gonna start it off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
we already know who they're going to take. Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Uh, Urban Meyer's got his guy to, to rebuild uh, that team down in Jacksonville. They got Marvin Jones in free agency. Lavishka Sunolt coming off of a decent rookie season. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a good fit for Trevor Lawrence. I think he got weapons to surround him. And, you know, this is a team in Jacksonville that has to start from the bottom. They went 1-15. Uh, they actually won their first game but lost 15 in a row. And, and they need this quarterback. And Lawrence is going to be a star. He elevates everyone around him. Very excited to see what he's going to do down in Jacksonville. New York Jets, I've got uh, them taking Zach Wilson out of BYU. Uh, this has been the talk of the town uh, when it comes to the Jets. They really love Zach Wilson. He's been penciled in, really sharpied in, for a couple weeks now for that number two spot over Justin Fields. So I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, really athletic, really dynamic quarterback. He's definitely going to be a difference maker uh, in New York. Now the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. I hope they don't take Mac Jones for that fan base. I hope you take a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields. But there's been too much momentum going in Mac Jones' favor that the Niners are going to take him. So I have the Niners taking Mac Jones out of Alabama at number three. Again, he's my fifth-ranked quarterback. By no means do I think he should be the number three pick. But off of what I have heard from NBA, from NFL analysts out there and draft specialists, Mac Jones to the Niners is a big, big possibility. Recently, actually, it was reported that Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, but the front office wanted Trey Lance. But uh, a rumor has it that Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to take his shot at the quarterback that he wants, and I think it's going to be Mac Jones. He's got player comparisons to Matt Ryan. You know, he uh, Shanahan was with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, so I think that type of quarterback really fits his offense well. So I get the fit. It's just if you're going to go up nine spots from 12 to 3 and give up all the draft capital that you did, three first-round picks and a third, I believe, you, you, you don't do that for a Mac Jones. You do that for a Justin Fields. You do it for a Trey Lance. And you're just giving up a lot to get a guy that you could have probably gotten at six. Now, the draft really starts at four, apparently, with Atlanta. Atlanta really has a, a three options. One, you take, your, you take yourself a quarterback. You take Trey Lance to replace Matt Ryan down the line. I don't think you do that because Matt Ryan still has a lot in the tank. He is 35 years old, but he's shown that he can be a very good quarterback uh, even at his age. You take Kyle Pitts or you move down. Now, I did this mock draft with no trades uh, just, to keep it, just to keep it simple for myself. Uh, and if I'm Atlanta, I would trade down uh, if given the opportunity to do so. You know, get some picks and then get a guy uh, with, with better value uh, at, at a later pick. But since we're staying, keeping them at four, I'm taking Kyle Pitts out of Florida. Really dynamic tight end, uh, once in a decade, a generational talent at that position. Uh, he's a really good pass catcher. He can really transform that offense with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Now, Cincinnati at number five. Uh, they have two options here. You can go with Sewell, the t uh, offensive tackle out of Oregon, or you can go with Jamar Chase, LSU uh, wide receiver, former teammate of Joe Burrow. Now, I think the more flashy pick is definitely to take Chase, but Joe Burrow just tore his ACL his rookie year. This guy needs to be protected. That offensive line was horrible. It was terrible what the Bengals did to Joe Burrow because they sent him out to be eaten by the Wolves. There is no way. In my opinion, the Cincinnati Bengals can pass up on Penny Sewell because he's too good of a left tackle. You can lock him up for five years 
uh, after that rookie deal. And, you know, you got your left tackle of the future to protect Joe Burrow because at the end of the day, availability is the best ability. And if Burrow keeps getting hurt because you're not building an offensive line, you just cost yourself a generational talent at quarterback because Joe Burrow had a very promising rookie season. So that brings us to Miami at six. They definitely need a weapon uh, to help Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, and I'm going to go with Jamar Chase there. That's a no-brainer. Um, getting him, the, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in this draft. Um, going to Detroit at seven, I have them taking Jalen Waddle. They really need a wide receiver. They lost Galladay and Marvin Jones uh, in free agency. And um, I don't think this is the time for them to take a quarterback. I think you can roll with Jared Goff. Uh, for a bit, and th this is a team that just really needs to improve in all areas. And I think getting Waddle can be uh, your top receiver of the future uh, because even with Matthew Stafford, this team was not winning. Uh, this team needs some defense. I think they are a team that could potentially trade back for one of, the, one of those defensive guys, uh, potentially a linebacker, a corner, an edge rusher. Um, but at seven, I've got them taking Waddle. Now at number eight, the Carolina Panthers. There have been rumors that even after the Sam Darnold trade, Justin Fields is someone that they have had an eye on. But you don't give up a second, a fourth, and a sixth to get Sam Darnold and then immediately put him in a quarterback competition with Justin Fields. That is just an awful idea. You need to be realistic here, uh, analysts. You know, obviously that'll be a fun little uh, talk the, the day after the draft, but. Um, Justin Fields is not going to Carolina. Neither would Trey Lance. You got Sam Darnold. You need to try him out. If you wanted one of those guys, you would have stuck with Teddy Bridgewater. You would not have given up that draft capital. And you're going to try to give Sam Darnold a shot because um, uh, he was the third overall pick in his draft. People say he would be the second or third quarterback in this draft. Um, and you need to give him a fair shot because he was contaminated by the New York Jets and Adam Gase. Uh, and you, you, you don't take two quarterbacks here. You instead take Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, which pains me as a Giants fan because I would really want him at 11. Uh, but Slater is going to be a good offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers if he goes there. Um, if Sewell somehow falls to eight, the Panthers will snag him, but I just don't think he'll get past five at Cincinnati. Again, the Bengals better take him. P Bengals better take Panay Sewell. Uh, at number nine, Denver. They need a quarterback, and they're taking Justin Fields out of Ohio State. I think this is a big pick for Denver to make. Uh, I, I'm not a big believer in Drew Locke. Uh, didn't have the greatest second uh, season that a, a player could have. Um, obviously, Cortland Sutton was down for the year, but I think you really need to get a top guy in this draft, and Justin Fields can uh, definitely be that guy. Such a dynamic player. He can be an MVP candidate down the line uh, given, uh, given the right support. So I'm going to go with him at 9. Number 10, Dallas needs defense. Jerry Jones needs to stop rambling about how Kyle Pitts is just this awesome tight end who we really want. No, Jerry Jones, did you see your defense last year? I watched you guys because you guys were on primetime television, it seemed, about every other week. Your defense stinks. You really need to get a cornerback or a linebacker because Sean Lee did just retire. You need anything on defense because this defense was one of the worst in the league last year. So I do have you taking Patrick Sertain the second. You need a lockdown corner. Um... Obviously, we, we don't want anything good happening to the Dallas Cowboys, but from a non-biased perspective, Sertain the second is going to fit in perfectly there. Trayvon Diggs um, ha had a nice end to the season last year, and this is just a defense that's going to have to grow. That offense is good enough. You got Prescott, 
You got Ezekiel Elliott and then C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Gallup. You got a squad on offense. You still got some decent offensive line pieces. But now you need to develop this defense. You can't put all your eggs in one basket or else it won't matter how many yards Dak Prescott throws for. Now at number 11, the New York Giants. I have them taking Devonta Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. Why do, they why do I have them taking Smith? I think if one of those three guys are there, you need to take him to give Daniel Jones another weapon. However, Micah Parsons is a name to look out for, Giants fans. Parsons is going to be a really good player, and, you know, I'm, I'm torn between putting him or Smith. I just think if one of those receivers is there, the Giants are they're going to be too uh, – they're going to they're gonna, they're, they are not going to let him fall uh, to a team like Philadelphia, and, and they're just too special of talents uh, to pass up. You can get a linebacker in free agency potentially. I would love a linebacker. I think Micah Parsons would be great, but – Devonta Smith with Kenny Galladay and uh, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, although, you know, like Evan Ingram to catch the ball a bit more. Uh, that could be a really dynamic offense, and you know, you got to give everything to Daniel Jones to help him out. And with no offensive linemen there really to take, I think we go with Devonta Smith. Heisman winner. Now that leaves Philadelphia in a bit of an interesting situation because top three receivers are gone. Uh, they needed a receiver, but they traded out of six. Uh, they could have gotten Jamar Chase, but instead, in my opinion, they will take J.C. Horn, corner out of South Carolina. Uh, they definitely need help at the corner position. Uh, and J.C. Horn's a really, really good corner. A nice aggressive play style. And I think he'll 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 be a good player in Philadelphia. And then charge, I've got Christian Derrissaw offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. You need him to protect, uh, to protect Justin Herbert. Minnesota, I have taking Micah Parsons, Penn State. They just need defense. Their defense was the worst it's been for a few years uh, this past season. And, and Parsons is going to be a really good uh, linebacker who can just fly around the field, do everything. And then at 15, I've got the New England Patriots taking Trey Lance. Uh, he'll be the quarterback of the future. I think you ride with Cam Newton for a bit this season. Uh, you'll be a mediocre team, and then you'll want to throw Trey Lance in there, see what Josh McDaniels can do with him. Now, New England is a team I could see trading up uh, to get a quarterback. I also see Chicago as a team that could trade up. I also think the New, uh, not the New, not the Patriots, the New Orleans Saints could trade up for a quarterback and maybe – Maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've held the Steelers in my head as a dark horse to go up and get a quarterback if a Fields or Lance falls to the double-digit picks. But that's going to be my mock draft. Um, NFL draft, again, is uh, this Thursday at 8 p.m. I'm so excited to see uh, where these guys fall. They've been talked about on TV for weeks. Sometimes it's been a little bit exhausting seeing it talked about all the time, but uh, it's going to be a really interesting start of the draft with these quarterbacks. Um, we'll, we'll have to see if Mac Jones really does go number three, and we'll have to see if Giants go wide receiver or defense. Um, I'll be good with either one. Hopefully a couple guys that I mentioned fall to us so we at least have a choice. Um, but uh, that's going to be it for this episode. Again, UNC-specific episode going to be tomorrow or Thursday morning. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for, for listening to this episode of 125 Unfiltered, and I'll talk to you next time.